the Ducks are doing so bad right now that I even need Zuri to cheer me up. Yeah, the Ducks lose another road game. I, I know. It, it's tough. Hop, hop. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll talk about this on today's episode, or tonight's episode, of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. That is Zuri. <laughs> yep. Okay. Zuri, say bye to everyone on the camera. Say bye to everyone. Bye, Zuri. Yep. Zuri, are you tired of the Ducks losing, too? Are you tired of it? Yeah, she's tired of it. All right. <laughs> and there she goes. Now, welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade. Also the PA for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And also, you know, when times are tough, get a dog. When the losing streaks are that bad, hug a puppy. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Um, Watching that game last night was pretty tough it was it was tough to watch and part of the reason it was tough to watch is because the ducks are currently missing the services of both trevor zegris and mason mctavish now mctavish i've said is very important for this team trevor zegris has also been very important for this team without realizing it did you know that ever since zegris has been out the ducks have lost like 10 of those games it's it's that bad, folks. Since Zegris has gone out, the Ducks have lost eight in a row. Lost another two in a row. They're in that streak right now. They're, they've lost 10 of their last 11 games. Including a bad loss to the Chicago Blackhawks, who were worse. <laughs> Can we even say that? I mean... Record-wise, they're both about the same. But based on last night's game, maybe the Ducks are really missing those guys much more than, frankly, we thought. Mason McTavish, in in those two games that have been missed, really more than two games, the Ducks have had a lot of trouble just getting the puck into the offensive zone. And they've been having a lot of trouble just finding good shots. That's an issue. That's an issue when you have a lot of other talent on that roster. But, oh boy, when I think about just everyone else on that team. Fatrano, Strom, Terry. <coughs> See, I'm, a, I'm allergic to bad hockey. That's how bad it is right now. And I'm keeping that in, folks. I'm allergic to bad hockey. Let's look at the last few games because, well, we, we kind of have to, don't we? Look at the last few games. They have lost to the Blackhawks, 1-0. They lost to the Avalanche, 3-2. They beat the Owls 4-3, but that, that was a shootout goal. They lost to the Caps, the Canucks, the Oilers, the Kings, the Canadiens. Yes, they lost to the Habs, the Blues, the Panthers, the Avalanche. In those games, the Ducks have only scored more than two goals. You ready for this? 
three times. They've scored more than two goals three times in their past 11 games. And the last two games, they've only scored twice. So they're averaging a goal per game over the last two games. Yes, I know it's a small sample size without Mason McTavish. But maybe look at the expected goals. The expected goals for the Ducks is 1.3 and 2.1. Now, granted, they've had some games recently where they had a lot less than that. The .99 against the Edmonton Oilers. That was really bad. But there have been other games. I mean, the game, they were in it against the Capitals. They could have scored three goals. The game against the Canadians, they could have scored three goals there as well. So maybe not the best example, but it's still lower than we are accustomed to, especially lower than what we saw earlier in the season when they had an expected goals of 2.6 to 1.3, yet somehow lost to the Bruins, but they were in that game nonetheless. Right now, the Ducks need to find some kind of other offense. And when you think about the passing that both those guys possess. Look, Zegers and McTavish, they're both down the middle. Do they win a lot of face-offs? Not necessarily. But they move the puck, and they get the puck moving around. And in looking in particularly last night's game, I noticed how many times the Ducks were content with being one and done per possession. By that, I mean they get into the zone, they get a shot, and that's it. Or they get a shot, there's a juicy rebound, but they do not capitalize on said rebound. So there's already something missing there. Or there is a possession where they get one pass and that's it. And they're content with having a puck just go right into the crest of the goalie's jersey. That is not a good sign either. So the shot quality has gone down in general as well. Which would explain why the expected goals are a little bit less than we would like, and that's according to Natural Stat Trick. In fact, the Ducks have one of the lowest expected goals in the entire National Hockey League at the moment. So that's that's an issue. That's, that's a big-time issue, folks. And when I look at all strengths, expected goals for the Anaheim Ducks, according to Natural Stat Trick, are, ooh, it's even lower than I thought, 26th in the league right now as far as expected goals. San Jose's lower, of course they are. Minnesota's lower, but Minnesota's going through dire straits right now. The Detroit Red Wings, that's a surprise that they're lower right now. The Washington Capitals, that's a bit of a surprise, but they had a slow start this season. The Chicago Blackhawks, who they just lost to, (laughs) and the Ottawa Senators. So you see, most of those teams just really suck. And the Ducks are way down there. But they've got to just get better quality shots on goal. Right now, the Edmonton Oilers lead the league in expected goals with 61.87. Part of it is they are a little bit snake-bitten right now. Part of it is they were they were lost, but they're on a hot streak right now. And to see what Edmonton's doing right now with their new coach from Hartford, uh, Coach Knobloch, they're doing much better. The Ducks, not so much. They need that talent to step up. I will definitely talk way more about that 
in our third segment on this particular podcast. But for now, we're going to take a short break. We are going to head into the first intermission and I'll talk in great detail as much as I can anyway about last night's game and what it means. We will get to that on the other side. Now a word from eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. Patience underlined, by the way. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered, folks. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVC, most valuable car, and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. We're also brought to you by Logic's Smarter Banking. All right, folks. I'm excited about this one. You know on this show, you get a lot of in-depth analysis and pretty hot takes, right? Well, let me give you my hottest take of the night. The best lineup in LA and surrounding areas right now is the lineup of auto loans at Logix, spelled L-O-G-I-X. They start off at the top with my favorites, the proven and dependable new and used vehicle loans. You can count on these guys to give you low rates and save you big time bucks. Next up, They've got an exciting new rookie sensation in their electric vehicle loans with super low rates and flexible payment terms. Rounding out the lineup, they've got their auto refinancing loans and lease buyout loans. With these guys, you could lower your monthly payments and get on the road to owning your car much faster. Look, I know it's a hot take, but seriously, no one can beat the lineup at Logix. Visit your local Logix bank right here in the Los Angeles and surrounding areas. Let one of their amazing team members help you. Or just apply online in minutes at logicsbanking.com forward slash car. That's L-O-G-I-X banking.com forward slash car. All right. Let's talk about last night's game. Do we have to talk about last night's game? Yeah, we do got to talk about that tough loss. It was a 1-0 loss in Chicago. There were so many times in that game where I thought, okay, they're going to score here. Okay, they're going to score. No, what are you doing? No, one. Why? Yeah, I was a little bit frustrated. I'm sorry, puppy, that I got frustrated last night watching this ridiculous game where the Ducks could have had better shot opportunities and didn't do it. Yes, I'm looking at my dog as I'm talking right now. But as I mentioned in the first segment, one and done. It's a lot of what happened last night and something that we are unfortunately accustomed to a lot this season. Ugh. So how did it shake out? Well, you know what? The Ducks looked fine for the most part. They looked good for the first the first 10 minutes of the first period 
And then Chicago just kind of steamrolled them after that, after that first 10 minutes. They kind of just kicked their butts the last maybe 12 minutes of the first period. And they also kind of kicked their butts in the first part of the second period, where Chicago was starting to get a little bit relentless with the puck. They were starting to get better shot opportunities. They were starting to get higher danger shots, something that we really did not like seeing in this game. And that was pretty much the only goal that the Ducks gave up. And this one was not, I repeat, this wasn't Lukash Dostal's fault at all. Dostal played a great game. He had a great game. But it was the Connor Bedard show. Of course, he got the assist in this one in the battle of number one and number two picks. Yeah. And of course, it was because of... You're ready for this? You're ready for this? Because I mentioned this earlier this week. I mentioned this last week. I mentioned this earlier today. Not for the Ducks, but for the San Diego goals. What have I been harping on all season? <gasps> Discipline. I'm sounding like Principal Strickland from Back to the Future. I don't know if how many of you guys are Back to the Future fans, but you know one thing he always talks about is discipline. And actually, it's Back to the Future Part Three, I believe, where you have the cop that confiscates the weapons, and he says, "Yeah, right, that gun too," and he hands over his firearms to Strickland. And then he has his little kid right there. Uh, I would assume either a grandson or some long lost relative. But he looks over to the young Strickland and goes, Now, remember that word always. Discipline. I will. Okay. (laughs) Remember that scene from Back to the Future Part 3 now? Yeah. Discipline. Boy, I wish the Ducks could go back to that moment in 1885 and hear those words. Or maybe... Coach Cronin could like look back on that and say, discipline, remember that. 1885, folks. Because that's what cost the Ducks the game again. Again. Lack of discipline cost them on this one. A, I'm not going to say pointless penalty, but it wasn't a good penalty. It, it wasn't. This was a bad penalty from Tristan Luno. A high-sticking Yeah, Ryan Donato got nailed by Tristan Luno. And right there, you already had good passing from Connor Bedard. They almost got a goal earlier in the game. And Bedard had his chance earlier in the game. This time, he got the assist, not the goal. Kurashev scored what wound up being the game-winning goal because there was no other goals. It was 1-0. It was 1-0. And that was it. That was the game. The Ducks did take four penalties in this game. Um, None of them exactly good. And that one was really bad because that was a four-minute penalty, folks. That was a long power play for the Chicago Blackhawks. And, of course, the Ducks got nailed on that extended power play. So, Ducks, once again, they get bitten by the lack of discipline and that was it. one nothing. In a winnable game. Shots on goal wound up being 37-25 in favor of the Ducks. Well, how did that happen? Well, at the time of the goal, the shots were pretty even. 
after that, the shots were something like 20 to 5 or some something ridiculous like that. Where the Blackhawks were just getting overwhelmed, especially in that third period. Shots on goal in the third period, 9 to 1 in favor of the Ducks. 9 to 1. In the last two periods, 27 to 11 and they somehow lost. Well, this is where I will give my 30 seconds of kudos to Peter Morazic, who was outstanding. I'll admit, I'll admit he had a good game. The Ducks may have gotten goalied a little bit. The Ducks did help him out by sometimes making his job easy. The Ducks didn't help by not getting enough bodies in front of the net. How many times did you count? And I actually took a tally last night. I counted at least five times where the Ducks had an outside shot, but there was no one in front of Peter Morazic to block his view, and it was a simple save for Morazic. And I counted at least five times. I know it happens a lot more, but that's that's a problem. That's a problem that you cannot have. You've got to set screens in front of the goalie, and you've got to make it tough for the opposing team's goal. You can't just make it easy. It's the shots in the crest. It's the glove saves that the goalie can see the entire way. It's the juicy rebounds the Ducks aren't getting. All of those things help the Blackhawks. All of those little things, and those little things all add up to another Ducks loss. And this this was a tough one. This was a tough, frustrating loss. They wind up losing both games on the road trip. They come home with zero points. Yeah, it's bad. But that is not the worst thing. The worst thing is that there's a player missing in action. He's already like on milk bottles right now. That's how bad it is. And we'll talk about that after the second intermission. Stay locked in. Now a word from Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk just for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It's the holiday season. Maybe you're traveling somewhere to celebrate with family. The last thing you want is to be unprepared to take care of yourself or a loved one if you fall ill. Jace Medical can give you peace of mind before you ever hop on a flight. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, among others. This could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order at Jace Medical. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Come sa. Okay. This is going to be tough. Because who I'm about to talk about is my favorite player on the Ducks right now. But it's it's been tough. It's been really tough watching the 
unfortunate, I don't want to say downfall, but the unfortunate downturn for Troy Terry. Troy Terry has had, I'm, I'm going to try to be nice here. He's had a down year. And this is me trying to be nice right now. Uh, Troy Terry, we're, we've been accustomed, at least in the recent past, of having some big seasons. You know, having a 30-goal season. Last season, 23 goals. Both 60-point seasons. So he was averaging close to a point a game. So far in 26 games, he's got 14 points, 5 goals, 9 assists. That's That's it. He's on pace for only about 40 points this season. I would consider that a down year. He's only on pace for about 15, 16 goals. I would consider that a down year as well. Which unfortunately is causing some on Twitter. And I'm not going to call anyone out. But there are some saying, well, is, is he washed? No, no, he's not washed. Not at all. There has been some changeover. And that top line, the top line has been somewhat consistent, but not consistent enough for Troy Terry to get on a real roll. Part of that has to do with Trevor Zegras, who missed training camp. Z came in late, so he missed all that preseason of getting to get into a groove. You know, when you miss time, those preseason reps matter. And having no reps with Zegris and Troy Terry together is costing both of them. And now with Troy Terry and Leo Carlson on that top line, okay, they've worked together a little bit during the preseason, a little bit during the regular season, but it hasn't always been consistent because Leo Carlson had moved from time to time throughout this season. So I'm not putting all the blame on Troy Terry in fact, I'm doing far from that. I think where Troy Terry might benefit is if Greg Cronin finally sits down and says, you know what, this is going to be our line, this is it. Or, you ready for this? Maybe put Troy Terry on a line with Mason McTavish when he comes back. I mean, I know that mctavish strome Vetrano line has been incredible. This might be a case where you put one of those guys on a line with Troy Terry and see what happens. Because when you've lost 10 of 11 games, you cannot rely on just one line. This, I mean, I know sometimes it's bad to mix up your lines. However, in this case, when the losses are this much and this bad and the offense is lacking that much, maybe it is finally time to mix up the lines a little bit and maybe break up that top line. Maybe not for the whole season, but at least for two or three games when McTavish and Zegras come back. When they return, maybe kick it up a notch. Maybe really mix things up. Or if the Ducks want to really send a message... Maybe bring up one of the forwards from the San Diego goals who are suddenly doing well. Maybe bring up someone of that ilk and just put him in the top line just out of nowhere, see what happens. Again, throw crap on the wall, see what sticks. But Troy Terry has got to be really concerned 
with the lack of the lack of productivity, I think is the best way to put it. Um, I'll even go a little bit further here. I was looking at some of the cards earlier and I had it here and I'm back again. So I tend to look at hockeystackcards.com because I like looking at those game scores and seeing how players do. Um, Frank Vitrano has had the best performances by far this season. As far as the top average game scores, the top five are Frank Vitrano, Mason McTavish, Radko Gudas, who I will admit I have not given enough praise to, Leo Carlson, Ryan Strom. Oh yeah, Troy Terry's in the top 10 at least. He's only got a point thirty-four this season. That's a little bit iffy. Last season, Troy Terry, his game score was hovering around 0.6 per game. So that has been cut in half. And this website doesn't just talk about goals and assists. This goes through the entire model. This goes through entire game scores. And it looks at everything like individual expected goals. It looks at face-offs. It looks at um, blocks, expected goals for, you know, stuff like that. And Troy Terry has been down across the board because the creativity hasn't been there, but also because there hasn't been that one true line for Troy Terry. So maybe that's something that could be addressed once certain guys get healthy. So Troy Terry, you're you're missing, buddy. You're missing in action. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast, and that's going to do it for the week. Uh, coming up, the Ducks have a not-so-easy schedule. They have one home game against the Winnipeg Jets, and then after that is where it gets a little bit fun. So they have Winnipeg on Sunday. Then they're on the road to make that New York trip. And Ducks fans, if there was a trip that you thought about making, this would be it because you can get all your games in just like that. Next Wednesday at UBS Arena in Long Island against the Islanders. Next Friday, Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. Next Sunday, the 17th, they are in New Jersey to take on the Devils. And then the following day after that, December 18th against the Red Wings. This is going to be tough. This is going to be a tough, tough trip. But they've got to get through this game against Winnipeg. And if there was a chance to steal a game, this is it. They've got to beat Winnipeg. All right. That'll do it for this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, ad-free on Amazon. Also, check us out on YouTube. The show's X account is at TimpyJD. For the Locked on Ducks account, it is at LO underscore Ducks. Mailbag is open. That'll be next week. You could drop me a line. All one word. Locked on Anaheim Ducks at gmail.com. That is the address. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. And just thanks, guys, for sticking with it. Next week will be fun. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend, folks. Please remember to be safe out there. 
be kind to one another and ducks fly together.